story so far. Lynn has gone incommunicado on her solo. Tra- <gasps> <gasps> I know solo solo traveling on the um the lovely new boat. The Barracuda. The Barracuda. Um, and it's gone radio silent. So, ooh, <gasps> ooh big cliffhanger there. Um, there is lots of drama happening at the wildlife reserve that uh, Ken Masters wants to tarmac. And there's a little bit of uh, undue pressure in the Ken and Jan th- front, as well as the Avril and Tom front. Ooh. So, anyway, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! Yay! And Yay. we are following the glorious, glorious... Yossi drama from the 1980s that is Howard's Way. finish the entire series i know god we've only got four more series to go oh. after this and then what Kel- oh <laughs> so what does i as claude would say <laughs> claude god <laughs> or jean jean <laughs> so <laughs> so in a claude accent try to do what imdb says about this episode or maybe not <laughs> May- maybe not Jonathan. 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 (laughs) Anyway. Mm -hmm. So. Freyr decides that Ken's becoming a liability and schemes to squeeze him out. Polly inadvertently creates a potential problem for Abby. A defensive bill questions Tom's design specifications. Troubles mount for Ken when Steve Windham, a local reporter, digs deeper. A financially strapped Kate decides to sell something dear to her. Two people on opposing sides need Leo's help. Lynn tries in vain to reach someone by radio contact. Abby and Leo gain more solidarity in their fight. Jack has a tantalising proposition to help Kate get out from under. Lynn finds a surprise chaperone waiting her in America and becomes the toast of New York. <laughs> sort of <laughs> Kate and Jack make a killing at the racetrack Abby and Leo learn the identity of a stranger watching them and then their peaceful demonstration turns violent oh. so this so. episode so <laughs> oh. where do we begin well the series has been going really really well and, okay. Um, I feel a butt coming yeah. on. Yeah, this episode it felt, although it was it it was well done. It did feel as though it was the mid mid series. Like, well, we need to have a few more minutes, so just 
do this and just do it slowly. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, because there seems to be so many storylines that are sort of were, were uh, sort of concocted a few episodes ago. Uh, this this storyline is like, okay, well, Kate's in financial stock in stick, so we'll make up this little story to take them to the racetrack, which just seemed a bit of a nonsense thing. Yeah. And then, I so, mean, basically, what we're talking about is the writers seem to drive this drive the show along by creating cliffhangers and problems and plot points that they then have to frantically dig themselves out of yeah. a few episodes later because yeah Kate's in financial difficulty what a problem but actually do we really want her to sell her house and move into sheltered accommodation next to Abby's bedsit in um <laughs> In, in, in Southampton. Southampton. <laughs> no, actually, we 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 don't. So, <gasps> what shall we do to dig her out All of right. this hole? It's like, da da, and it and the magic and money fairy magic, comes along. As if by magic, that's eleven thousand pounds has been dramatically won, and phew, everything is. Yeah, it, it just. It's it, a bit of a Deus Ex Machina. Okay, explain. A Deus Deus Ex Machina, as I'm sure our educated listener. <laughs> will be very aware was a, a plot device that was um developed by by greek playwrights uh, ancient greek not modern greek right. obviously um where basically they would paint their their protagonists very much into a corner and then they would ha- to get them out of trouble they would have to employ the Deus Ex Machina, which means God out of the machine. Oh, so what bas- happened in- Basically, it would mean that with a great creaking and groaning sound, a God would be winched down from the rafters of, of the theatre, dispense summary judgment to all concerned, and, and everything would be nicely wrapped up with a, with a big... With bow. a big bow. Yeah, and, well that's And that's, we see a bit of that, I think, in Howard's Way. At yeah. least in this series, we're we're seeing we're seeing a bit of miraculous. Well escape. that was illustrated in the stand, because we we're watching the new reboot of the stand. Ah yes, the uh, hand of God. Hand of God. So like episode eight. All oh, right, what do we do? Oh yeah. That actually just comes out of nowhere and it's really the <laughs> both both the T V adaptation both T V adaptations and the book, I think, is the least satisfactory part of the stand, is that it relies upon celestial intervention as uh, the Eurythmics would put it <laughs> yeah so yeah so there's that that storyline and then so we see so last episode uh had Lynn had gone missing and we didn't see any of Lynn so it was like a, that question there was a question mark wasn't there really well is she alive is she dead it's yeah, like, it's it, like because we don't, Schrodinger's Lynn yeah because we weren't actually shown what if she was alive but anyway we see her like Talk, she's forgotten to talk. Yeah, they've well, she, yeah, using she's, the she's got fed up writing into her diary, diary. so we don't have that, that torture. Oh, thank God. Um, so anyway, she's trying to get in, in contact with Porter Down. Is it Porter Down? Porter Down, the radio station. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Um, Porter's ra- Head. Porter's Head. Porter's yes. Head Radio. Not the band. Not the band. <laughs> not the band. Porter's Head Radio, which, if you're not familiar, was until about. The turn of the twenty first century was the largest maritime and aviation uh, radio centre. It was operated by by British Telecom, and um, was was basically used for worldwide communications. Very high power uh, transmitters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. So she was trying to get hold of Portishead. I can imagine Busby. Remember Busby used to be the uh, mascot for BT. 
Yes. <laughs> what, what what was Busby? It was like it was like it was a big the, bird. It was a bird. It wasn't a big bird, but, but it was, it was a bird. Like, yeah, it was yellow, a yellow wasn't bird. It? It, was it was a yellow bird. Yellow perched bird. on a on a, a on Telephone. a cable. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine that Busby voiced by with... Bernard Cribbins. Would it that was, be right? Well, I think so. Yes. Am I, am I right in remembering that? Did Bernard Cribbins also do Rhubarb and Custard? Uh, no, that was Richard Bryars. Richard oh, Bryars. right, yeah. yeah. Well, they've got a similar tone inflection, haven't they, in their I voice? Suppose. Yeah, so. Um, but, yeah, so we've got Lynn that is sort of they're talking to her radio and going CQ, over. CQ, CQ, CQ. You know what that is? No. That is um, sort of international radio lingo for, is there anybody out there? CQ. Oh, maybe she should have switched it on. If you're not trying to find someone in particular... You, you start your message with CQ, which means it's anyone. I'm trying to find anyone, more or less. Yeah, so... I'm sure our regular listeners will correct me on my misuse of international radio I'll jargon. I'm just more interested in the fashion, sweetie. Fashion. Uh, fashion. Fashion. So, speaking of fashion, right. So, we'll follow the Jan storyline. Jan. So, Jan. Jan is obviously a nervous wreck, sipping brandy on the sofa, with Leo trying to be comforting and shit. Um, and she, so she's obviously worried about Lynn, and then she has... Well, we're all worried about Lynn. And, Lynn, and, and Jan hasn't been told that Ken Masters has tried to pay Claude off. That seems that, that, that cliffhanger last week's episode seems to have dropped for this episode. No mention of that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, we'll never hear anything of that again. Especially, I mean, as Claude is speaking with Jan, looking for funding, and he's meeting up with fashion people. And Oh, no, he's not. So Jan's meant to be meeting up with fashion people for the boutique. So they seem to be rollicking along, but they don't even have a boutique yet, to, to or the big boutique, the House of Howard. Um, so that yeah, seems... still got... Peri Plu. Peri Plu. That seems to be well Peri forgotten. Plu. Although we still love our, our Peri Plu yeah. mugs. I think we never hear of that ever again. So once <laughs> once the storyline moves on, we'll have to ditch our Peri Plu We mug need a House of Howard mug. House of Howard mug. <laughs> Fashion! <laughs> so, um, so Jan hasn't been told that Ken Masters has tried to pay off Claude. Um, so, but she's very, she's very worried. And then She's told that uh, Lynn's alive and they have to go to this ham radio station. Uh, someone's shed. Somewhere in the, new, in the New Forest. In the New Forest. I'm not even sure where the New Forest is, to be it's honest. It's down south. Oh, no, it's, it's got lovely, they've got wild ponies. So, yeah, it's, it's wild horses down in the New Forest. Wild horses. It is wild horses. Well, yeah. crazy, yeah. That's crazy, crazy horses. Crazy horses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they've got, they've got the crazy horses down in. No, but you, oh, you say you can pick up a free pony. <laughs> so they're obviously wild. So. Yeah, I'm not sure I really want a, a wild pony cluttering up the, cluttering the, back, up garden. the back garden. <laughs> Nibbling the petunias. <laughs> so, um, so she... So she, I mean, that someone's picked up on Lynn's radio signal at Ham Radio, and uh, then sort of um, Tom tells Jan they both go down to the New Forest, and uh, so she's there talking to to, to Lynn, and they say, "Oh, I'm not that far from New York." Lynn wants to go over and meet her, but um, she has no Jan, fashion. Wants, Jan. Jan. Jan wants to go over and meet, and her. Tom can't either because he's got something with Relta Marine. 
Yes, big presentation yeah. about boats. But I would have thought that he would have been, I say, part that part of the PR exercise for the Barracuda with Relton yeah. Marine. Yeah, let's 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 just unpick unpick this the, the, this a little. You would think you would think that they would have thought further ahead and actually prepared something for Lynn. I mean, even even assuming assuming that she's going to arrive safely, they would have had some kind of contingency plan. Uh, 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 Surely, and, and you'd, you know, even in the eighties, having the family reunion on the on the front while she while she sails in, you'd have thought. But no, yeah. no, Jack- we're just booking lots of meetings so that we can't. <laughs> it's you know, it's a bit like Chrissy swimming the channel, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it is. Let's face it. Oh, she's arrived. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> We're just going to pop up to London and take in a show. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, say so the script writing on that, you'd have thought, even the, even the 80s PR, you'd have thought, family reunion, tearful thing, champagne, no. Oh, no, we'll send Jan's sort of future fashion partner Claude across to go meet meet Lynn. And Lynn had never actually met no. Claude. I mean, Lynn, she'd been heard about him. Yeah, Lynn, Lynn doesn't know Claude from Santa Claus. So some some, some, man. some random Frenchman turns up with a bottle of champagne and says, your mum sent me. I mean, it's, it's like a Stranger Danger <laughs> sort of public information film, isn't it? What not to do in New York. Yeah. So, uh, go so, off with a random Frenchman. So Jan is obviously hugely relieved because speaking to... Um, Lynn on the ham radio and uh and I think it was very noticeable because there was that chemistry between Tom and uh, and Jan and Avril was she was so, very much on the on, on the, the outside she didn't to be fair Jan uh, sorry Avril didn't want to go no she she was kind of um coerced into into going yeah and then, I think her instinct proved correct yeah and I think it was it's very noticeable that they do have that chemistry. Um, so, I'd say Jan and uh, and Tom. So it's oh, that that was a really nice scene. Although it was a bit of nonsense with the ham radio, sort of. Well, blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. It, I'm, 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 I'm I know. Amused. I I will have to flag up. I I my knowledge of ham radio is about as uh, encyclopedic as my knowledge of boats. So I don't know, but I would have thought she'd be far more likely to have been, given that she's near New York, wouldn't she have been far more likely to have been picked up by a radio operator in America rather than yeah, and also, thousands of miles across the Atlantic? And also, if you've got ham radio, if you've got the frequency, surely there must be a ham radio in Tarrant. Yeah, it's his the only radio in the world that's capable of tuning into Lynn's frequency. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know you just suspend your disbelief we have to do quite a lot of suspending your disbelief, <laughs> disbelief in, the, in, this e- in this episode not yeah so, so yeah so that's so the Jan storyline there so that's where the Jan storyline ends because she's sort of like okay I want to go to New York la 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 and alright oh, okay I'll go on your behalf because I used to because apparently Jan, Claude, I'll go to New York because I've got friends be, in because, New York because apparently uh, Claude went to sort of New York fashion, no, art school in New York. Um, so he knows it very well. I mean, for Christ's sake, it's not that hard to get around. We went to New York and it wasn't that hard to get around. I mean, it's not difficult. <laughs> I mean, it's got the subways everywhere. Yeah. It's on a grid reference. But, it's but, not that confusing. But mid-80s New York, you're probably not going to really want to get on the subway, to be honest, because you might not get off alive. 
<laughs> yeah, point. Um, so, so and, yeah. yeah, we're so are we? So we're finishing up. That's that's that, a Jan that's story. story well, so the Lynn story. Because I want to yeah. really get onto the Lynn storyline because because there's so much about that. <sighs> so much to unpack. With so Lynn. much to unpack with the Lynn storyline. So Lynn arrives in New York. Now we have to put New York cl- clearly into inverted commas. <laughs> so... I'm doing air quotes. Oh, I'm genuinely doing them. Lynn arrives in New York. York. Yeah. So we don't see How do we know it's New York? Because there's a boat with New York Navy. Yeah, it's or... of US US Army Navy. It's a barge with yeah. US do, do Navy. We, yeah, do we see the Barcuda silhouetted against the the, Manhattan the, the classic sky. Manhattan skyline. Nope. <laughs> nope. There's a few crab boaters <laughs> sort of chugging yeah. past. Yeah, there, there, and there, there's a handful of unconvincing um, American accents. Yes. And lots of grainy stock footage. <laughs> well, and the- photographs outside Dresch alleged restaurant windows which blown looks up like it looks like, multi- looks like multi-story car parts with flags outside yeah yeah she does come out of this radio station that did resemble a multi-story car park presumably that's either somewhere in birmingham or, or somewhere in southampton oh dear yeah the budgetary constraints yes. were very very visible there rather a shame really. so yeah uh so she arrives in new york she she has a meet cute with claude and uh, is quite taken aback, and she's sort of got lots of offers of uh, of interviews and perks with sort of four star, five star hotels with blah 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 blah, all expenses for her story. So she's quite taken aback with that. Um, and then we have a bit of a montage of street views and yellow cabs. Yes. And then we they've so, raided raided the stock footage cupboard. Yes. Well and truly, and we see see uh, the the skyline with the twin towers in, which is still uh, still like it's iconic. Well, yeah, because this was done in eighty six. Yeah. Uh, so the, the twin towers was there for another fifteen years, yeah, wasn't it? It was. So uh, it, it, I, mean, I always feel a bit sort of it's like ooh about the twin towers. I know it's sort of was it two thousand and one one. Yeah, and it's just it's just it's bonkers. I mean, I know it's now nearly twenty years ago, and it just still feels fresh. And but still seeing those twin towers and thinking what actually what happened, happened is yeah. really quite ooh um, yes. yeah. So it's a yeah bonkers time. Um, so we see Lynn bonding with Claude over some sort of silly cocktail in a tall glass. In front uh, of a massive blown-up photograph of of New York, it wasn't actually. No, she was in some sort of cocktail bar with lots yeah. of mirrors. And what you see, what you see outside the window of the cocktail bar, is a massive blown-up photograph <laughs> of New York. <laughs> you can't fool us, BBC Birmingham. You can't, <laughs> yes. you can't fool us. At least, at least, the, at least they didn't accidentally leave it behind the backdrop for their diorama outside well, that, the that's, that's true. And at least it wasn't moving around. It was <laughs> swinging back and forth like acorn antique. What was it? Uh, acorn antique style. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, she, she's, um, but she's unpacking her relationship that was with Charles Freer. And, um, and it's so that she's it's, there's a quite honest script writing there i mean that that element of script writing was really quite nice the way the way she unpacked it um and how it was taken on and sort of the understanding where close to well 
and basically stating the obvious well he was an older chap with money and very glamorous and very successful and I think having someone completely and utterly independent to the family and everything sort of that's that was that was really well done so that sensitive nature uh, and that type of script writing works so yeah. well yeah I think it it really works in the small scale yeah it just kind of goes a bit wrong when it's the the epic the, the epic that they're trying to trying to get across um, when it really focuses down on the intimate moments it works that's when it really really works and I think that's what worked very well with just that scene in the ham radio thing which drove home that Avril was the outsider and Tom and Jan have a history and I thought that was really really well done and it was just a a a small short scene and it said so much without actually having to go into so much depth and blah 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 and that works those two sort of scenes in this episode were just they really hammered home they didn't need to it's showing rather than telling and i thought that was brilliant um so obviously sort of lynn is lynn is there but so no one's actually mentioned how the boat's going to get back (laughs) well lynn Lynn and claude are going to sail it back across, across across atlantic no, they're going to get a tool <laughs> from a tanker. From a tanker. But nobody, nobody actually sort of. Well, I think the thing is that if if you're in the know, that's such an obvious answer to that question that you, that you don't even need to bother asking. Well, you, was it. It, when you have got yachts and things like that, because people buy yachts from overseas and then they ask sailory type people that for expenses will sell the boats because the sailing community is very. Very yeah. sort of, but does that does that include cross Atlantic? Yeah, I mean, you have people. I, I, I suspect there is probably if if I was sufficiently interested, I would do some some research. I know that's an anathema to us doing research, <laughs> but if I did some research, I'd probably find that there are services that can there are, I mean, there you are can services. piggyback boats and and but, uh, carry them across. But people do say, I mean, say people that because people love sailing and they will sail for just expenses. Um, so to to bring a boat from one place to another place. So when I was on, so I'm on a few of the yachting sailing groups on Facebook, and there's various sort of newbies to sailing and that sort of thing that have bought boats, but they don't feel confident enough to bring them back. So if they're buying them from one part of the country, and they need to sail it around the coast, but they're new to sailing, um, and they're not comfortable with that, so they can they can they put it out on a forum. And people think, oh well, I've got a week free, so that'll be a week's free sailing, and they do it for expenses and food and they do it and that's that's how they do it so people that don't have yachts because obviously yachting is hugely expensive is um, it yeah oh, I thought, oh, okay mm. i thought it was quite cheap like um horse ownership <laughs> no <laughs> and agar ownership it's, yeah. it's a lot of the same levels yeah. like swimming swimming pools you know that yeah i think stuff like that it's quite, oh. quite economical yeah well I, I, I can't wait to hear i mean so our friend erica so she's she actually is completing on that house with the swimming pool mm. i can't wait I'll get my speedos looked out yeah I, I i absolutely can't wait till she starts complaining about the heating bill for a swimming pool because she does not know anything yet for doing that so 
heating a swimming pool. Maybe it will be an unheated swimming pool. No, it's an inter- it's an internal one, and plus the kids are quite nesh anyway. So they're not going to want to, to get used to the cold then, won't they? <laughs> Crack the ice in the swimming pool. <laughs> it's an indoor swimming pool, but that that is yeah. she's going to find just that. A, just put a few fan heaters around the, the, the edge. <laughs> yes, just, just, just within reach to fall into the yeah. pool. <laughs> yeah, that'd, work. Wow. that'd work, wouldn't it? <laughs> be marvelous <laughs> yeah but i mean heating her as so a heating her so six bedroom house at the moment that's gonna be the same cost as heating the bloody swimming pool so yeah so i'm waiting i waited for that one to to drop and what about the people at the bookshop they've got a swimming pool didn't they they, they had the out they've got an outdoor swimming pool we were chatting to them recently and so they bought this house for the swimming pool and said they very rarely use the swimming pool but it's there um and they realized that um, the previous people that did it had hooked into the actual direct mains without actually going through the meter. Oh, and when they stolen the electricity, <laughs> stolen electricity, and, and when they were sort of getting some rewiring work done, and they got the electricity board out to have a look at it, they actually said it's hooked into the mains directly. So the people they bought it from had been heating it, and they got an eight grand bill. Yeah, <laughs> so... yeah. Theft. <laughs> theft of electricity. Yeah, so we're never going to get a swimming pool. Never ever. I had one in a house in, in Australia, yeah. but that was that was different because it was really hot. I mean, we've got the room for it, haven't we? We've got the space. <laughs> yes! We've got the space in the garden. <laughs> Just to shift a gnome out of the way. It'll be... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, a huge, a, a huge, a, a huge, a multi, a multi-acre. <laughs> now, dear listeners, we have a, we've just got a modern townhouse. <laughs> <laughs> our garden might be small in comparison to others yes. but we make a good, good use of it in the yeah, summer yeah. we've got our outdoor heated light to go on a pergola it'll yeah. be lovely yeah, yeah. marvellous so anyway where were we with uh, uh, oh, I don't know we were we were wondering how they're going to get barracuda back barracuda home about. well I think we can part that yeah. can't we I'm not going to worry I'm not going to lose any sleep over it so the meet cute between Lynn and Claude it seems very nice because I think she's talking to Claude not as a lover but as a friend and as a new friend so there does there, there was no sort of no initial romantic elements but there's obviously chemistry which is good yeah hooray, hooray. and he's not and well he's claude not, doesn't make any uh, secret of the fact that he's rather well smitten taken with i mean fair she does look amazing i mean, she, I mean especially in her new york fashion a fashion well yeah well she went in with all these slightly uncrumpled Macy's bag, which obviously someone had ironed, because <laughs> <laughs> when we went in, they say people Macy's bag, the fresh things, they do look nice and crisp. These Macy bags looked a little bit battered. <laughs> so, they've been around the block. A few yeah, times. I think. Yeah, they've been flown across the Atlantic. They, they've been used in, in the someone's prop. luggage. I mean, it, it's the last time they were going to be used in the prop room. <laughs> so, and a couple of New York. Uh, ca- uh, sort of caps for yeah for leo and because it's new york everyone <laughs> yes. it's new york and she got that god awful t-shirt with some really gaudy plastic thing for jan <laughs> this is for mom she'll never wear it but hey <laughs> yeah so lynn lynn's story lynn has that sort of so we're mid-season and so we've got a few good episodes of the romance happening with Claude yeah. which is really quite nice yeah. and I'm so glad that they did the romance with 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 Claude and Lynn rather than Claude and 
uh, and Jan because I think yeah. that would have been I mean, that far too obvious. Yeah, and that would have just got it would been just been silly, you know, that suddenly Jan's got men throwing themselves. Oh, she's a very attractive. Lady. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying she's not. I'm just saying in terms of the narrative, yeah, it would it would have been a bit a bit daft. If, yeah, if she'd suddenly got a long line of suitors queuing up around the block. Mm. I mean, that's just that's just silly. Yeah, I mean that felt. Yeah, that's a bit. It is, it is what it is, sort of thing. But uh, I say the Ken storyline, they say Jan has a conversation with Ken and uh, Ken's actually a little bit worried. Well, Ken's being monumentally He's screwed by Charles. by Charles Freire, isn't he? Very much so. Because uh, I mean, Charles knows that Ken is trying to service this massive loan. Two percent above base. Two percent above base, which he calculated very, very quickly with very few key presses on his calculator. But never mind. Um, yeah, so so he's trying to service this loan. So uh, and Charles has deeper pockets than 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 Ken has. So Charles isn't worried about delays on the on on the development, whereas Ken could run out of cash quite uh, quickly. quite quickly. Yeah. So Ken. Playing with the big boys is could it's not be, all it's cracked up to be. It could be quite a challenging time. It could be. So yeah, so I feel a little bit sorry because it showed a little bit of unease with Ken, which I mean, is Ken's humanity is on yeah is on show. So, so rather than being all sort of all the bluster and sort of sort of the walking Johnny groin, Big Bollocks, yeah, um, and. Yeah, and things are circling around because the questions have been asked about the nefarious ways that the planning were, were, committee. Were, were Ken, so Ken's mm. Ken's sort of naughtiness is is being sort of uncovered. Yes. Um, and Ken, obviously, he's he's bribed a council official. No, he's uh, not bribed a council official. He's bribed a councillor. Oh, well, he's an official in the counselling world. No, an official is... <laughs> a council official is someone who is employed by the council. Right. A councillor is not employed by the council. The councillor is elected by by the electorate. <laughs> At least he didn't try to, to, to bribe a, a sort of... Is it Jackie Weaver? <laughs> is it Jackie Weaver? It's yeah. Like the current hot topic at the moment. Yeah. Now you, just you have no authority. <laughs> yeah. You have no authority, Jackie Weaver. And you've just dated this podcast, Jonathan Welford. <laughs> For those listening to Antique Dust in the, in the future, future, Jackie Weaver was a, was a hot hot prospect on the uh, in the news scene uh, sort of in February, in February 2021. 2021. Uh, when a Zoom meeting went viral after some bigoty type of uh, council workers. Not workers. Oh. Well, they work for the council. Oh, <laughs> you have to get this straight. There's, there's a difference between people who work for the council and councillors. Yeah, well, so there were councillors. Yes. that were playing up and being Johnny Big Bollocks. They were trying to channel it in a yeah. Ken Masters without any yeah. uh, uh, without any decorum whatsoever. Anyway, back to Howard's yeah. way. So, so Ken... Yeah, so Ken has bunged uh, the, the chair of the planning committee £2,000. And that was £22,000. That was, was a quite lot of, a big chunk of money. Yeah, now that'll just... Barely heat a, a swimming heat pool a swimming for pool six months. For, yeah. <laughs> so, well, a couple, couple of days. <laughs> swimming pool, Bill. 
<laughs> so and he's escalated. Ken and Ross. it was. It seems it was very poorly done because it was very obvious to everyone that there was some skullduggery. Yeah. Going on. Yeah, and it does say there's a reporter that is uh, sniffing around. Yeah, so we've got the local journalist who is suspicious. Who's driving and... around in a convertible MGB. Um, which yeah. It's a bit unusual, unusual car choice. What, for a, a for, local reporter? For a local reporter, yeah. What, what would have been a, a usual car choice? I don't know. A Vauxhall so... Nova saloon. Yeah, I would have thought something a little bit not as flash or... Well, I suppose the MGBs weren't that flash then, were they? You could pick them up for a couple of grand or less than that. <laughs> less than that. Less than the Ken Masters bribe. Yeah. So plan- <laughs> anyway, plans are being put into into, into operation. Uh, we've identified a derelict house. Um, then Leo goes up, goes full on Scooby Doo, and tries to uh, discover from Jan. Who Ken Masters banks with. Bank, banks with, and meanwhile we're also discovering who the chair of the planning committee is. Banks is, with is banking because with. someone that works is it someone is this person? No, that, she's a councillor. She's a, an elected an member. Elected of there's a council where they're council. walking through beige offices. I mean, I'm more bothered about yachty gorgeousness yeah. than council than the council, council workers, councillors. That sort of same principle uh, for me on this the way that's the story projector here. So anyway, there's someone that this this councillor that has been br- yes. t- taken a bribe, and that's upset another councillor um, from the opposition. And she's got all Scooby Doo to find out what bank he is he's with, which is Man and something. Yeah, it was Man's Bank. Man's Bank and another bank. Well, not Barclays this time. No, Barclays seem to have been kicked to the curb. Now we've got fictional banks, which is probably just as well, as well. given given how easily it seems that you can have. Uh, bank statements diverted to alternative addresses. So uh, yeah, so it, it, that's a, that was a little bit of a nonsense. I think in today's side, someone there'd be some sort of sleuth hacker that would have gone into the bank system that way. But yeah. this way, we equally had a, nonsensical. But we had the Rovi reporter phoning the branch and saying, "Hello, I'm Councillor X Y Z, and I seem to have moved. And I don't seem to have this statement. Can you change my address and send me the last statement? Thank you for that." Hello, I'm Ken Masters. I've recently moved. Could you send my bank statement to this address? So this address that he's found, which is a boarded up house, he then fishes around and then finds out £2,000 has been taken out of one account and £2,000 very close hardly after. Well, for some Christ's sake, if you were talking about bribery, you'd just keep the cash and spend the cash, wouldn't you? You wouldn't put it in your bank. No, you probably wouldn't because if you put it in the bank, then... It would be traceable. Yeah, then, then, then potentially you'd have to explain to the, the Inland Revenue... What the source yeah, of the income I mean, was. So that, again, it's a slight. Plot I mean, I know hole. this was pre-money laundering regulations, etc., etc. But even so, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're getting a cash bung to you in a brown paper envelope under a toilet door, um, you're not going to immediately whip around to your to your friendly neighbourhood bank manager and deposit and, it. No, I mean, so that just seems like, ooh, Skullduggery's here. We have proof. Oh, but we can't use this proof because it could be anything. You could have sold a car well, exactly, or something. Exactly. It's not, it was just, it was daft. It was, well, it was I, a daft idea. Yeah, it was a very daft idea. So so that's so that was the storyline with this roving reporter and which appears to have gone absolutely nowhere. Is, yeah, and cuz the editor of the local newspaper 
refused to run the story because he put he put question marks on it, which is understandable. I mean, yeah, he's found a, a, there's something going wrong, so they can start sniffing around for something else, but they can't particularly use that as a as a, a element of proof. So we have that the, the Rover Report. I quite like the Rover Reporter though, because he's kind of he's quite an interesting character. Mm. Um, but I don't think we sort of we develops too much further. Um, well, we, a roving reporter is only any use whether the, when there's a story that needs investigating. We're not going to learn any. We don't learn anything about his personal life. Or no, he has he has no life beyond being a reporter. No, so it's sort of mm, he's sort of a bit of a cardboard right. cutout. Uh, the sort of the protest at the, uh, the 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 wildlife reserve that Ken Masters wants to tarmac. Um, they that is, seems to be up in a gear. We seem to have a ragtag group of people sort of singing kumbaya around yeah. to open then, a bonfire. Yeah, and then a, a professional protester protester turns up. Quite a good looking one as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and he's offering to lend a hand and there's a little bit of skullduggery going on. There seems to be a private investigator. Yes. This is following things around. Yes. And this, I think it's the same private investigator that went into Polly's to yes, maternity well, not, benefit. Yeah, we've not we've not covered that particularly nonsensical. That was a bit bonkers. As it, well. was, it was bonkers. I mean, having someone turn up at your house to want to talk to you about your maternity benefit and a man in a suit. I mean, really? I mean, that's just daft. Just totally daft. Yeah. So, so we have the storyline where, say, so while Polly's out protesting and wandering well, around, Polly's well, not, out not Polly. No, Abby. I'd, I'd like to see Polly out protesting know, and wandering that'd around. Be really good. That would be great. <laughs> but sadly, it's not to Would be. Well, is coordinate with pearls. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Abby is uh, Abby's out protesting. While Abby's out protesting, this official arrives and uh, is invited in by Polly and said, "I'm here from uh, so to, to, for the claim for maternity benefit." Um, blah blah blah. And, and then, I need to talk. I need to talk to Abby about her about her free milk and no, what on earth? That's ridiculous. Yeah, what, ridiculous. What so what what planet are you on, love? Um, and then make some insinuations. Well, if she's not knit with her son, that's we're going what, to get social services uh, to whip the child away. And you just think what? the father's there. What? The father's there near what? the child. I'm getting a little bit worried. We've not seen William for about four episodes. <laughs> well, nobody wants a noisy, squalling baby cluttering up. Yeah, Polly's locked the baby in a cupboard just to keep it out of the way. Uh, yes. so, so, she's bringing up baby like she brought up Abby. Yes, it's a, in a different wing of the house. Yes. So you can't hear it wail. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it... Oh, yeah, that that was a little bit bonkers, and it it didn't feel very worrisome. I I think it's meant to be like, ooh, so someone's going to take the baby away. Yeah. But why? It just felt nonsensical. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't feel remotely real. I'd more like to get social services to all those poor children on the adventure the adventure playground health hazard yeah. that have been left alone playing with mud next yeah. to the train tracks. Exactly. I mean, that's... exactly. <laughs> that's that's what they need to focus on. Yes. So uh, that's that. That guy seems to be. He, he don't, I don't yeah. think he's from. No, he's clearly he clearly he he isn't. He isn't. But no. we, we we're unclear at this point exactly what who point? he's working for. Yeah, and yeah, it just seems. Oh, 
Like that, it it just seems to be a bit wallowy, plotty type things on this episode, and that seems to be one of them. And it seems to be escalating a little bit. I mean, what I did like though with the Abby storyline, because Abby was only appeared a little bit, and she's uh, friendships with still with Leo, but the romance seems to have stopped. But um, however, there does seem to there was a sensitive a sensitive moment with Orin and Abby when. They were talking about their first date and they went and saw a gallery exhibition they went for hot chocolate and or in and then she's correct said no i didn't have hot chocolate i had tea you had hot chocolate which i thought was quite nice so it still made it feel as though there was an element of yeah, yeah it was memorable for her as well yeah. so and again this is this is where it goes right mm. is in those small yeah those little vignettes moments. it's really really super lovely and you just think yeah so when it does that yeah it but does, when it does when it tries to do the sweeping melodrama it it goes a bit it, off the it's boil. not it's not working sometimes no and i think that's that that's that's the sort of yeah that's the the, the sort of strange weird thing um but so i mean so we've got the abby bit and then we've got the leo who's doing scooby gang thing trying to find out what ken master's bank account uh, whose bank it's with so he could feed that back to the reporter so he can do his nonsense thing over regards to bank statements and blah, blah 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 um and uh leo's getting more right on he seems to have lost his greenpeace badge because he's now got i can't remember the name of the sort of handsome sort of professional protest <laughs> is it earth Earth friends or something, something like that. Sorry, sorry. Friends of the ground. Yes, yes. Down to earth and handsome, handsome cheekbones. So, uh, so yeah, and that's, oh, I, 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 the protest thing is getting a little bit on its wick, and I think that gets wrapped up a little bit sort of in a few episodes time because that's getting a bit tedious now and in fairness i mean i know it's a wildlife reserve uh, but it's, it's a not marina. a wildlife reserve it's, it's a, a it's a it's a patch of of scrub scrubland which hasn't been made a wildlife preserve and it has got planning permission on to put the put, put the uh well it has now because ken bribed the the chair of the planning committee so it, don't forget that yeah that, that this is bribery and corruption that there was a clear majority against granting the planning permission Ooh. until nefarious things happened and then it was voted voted for mm-hmm. so don't don't lose sight of that that there's been skullduggery here skullduggery but ken masters is getting his hands a bit too dirty because he's upping the game with the protesters because it's costing him money yeah. and now he's using so he phones up rentagoon rentagoon and that's where the cliffhanger happens with this episode. Yeah. Um, so we have some ruffians. Some ruffians turn up in a transit van with band. some sort of heavy metal music in the background. And Leo said, well, it's the peaceful, peaceful protest. And then suddenly it goes to black. Well, when he gets thumped. We don't see him get thumped. No, but we, we see him about to get <laughs> thumped. And then it all goes to black at the moment that the fist connects. Yeah, which is quite good. And then we have the bloody Marty Webb Marty with Howard's Way. Oh, can't wait till that gets scrapped and we get back to the jazzy, the jazzy exit thing. <laughs> so, so Jack and Kate. Jack and Kate. Jack and Kate. So, so Kate's got a reprieve now with her finances. You know what annoys me about Jack and Kate? What is that clearly? 
clearly Jack and Kate had such strong chemistry. chemistry, but the romance was never developed. Apparently, mm-hmm. so we're led to believe, is because it was felt that Kate was too old for I think that, for, I think that, for Jack. Because that's bonkers. Because that is bonkers because the age gap between Jack and Kate is the same as the age gap between Tom, Av- Tom, Tom and, and Avril, and it's it's less than the age gap in future series between Edward Frere and Jan. Yeah. So it seems that in the minds of Howard's Way writers, where the gentleman is older, mm. oh, that's fine. An older lady with a younger man, oh, no, we can't we can't have that. I find that a little bit offensive, actually. I do, because I, I think, because their chemistry is just beautiful. And I know towards the, at the end of this, at the end of the Howard's Way series, um, they both get partners independent yes but those storylines age appropriate age appropriate apparently but it just i it just felt well kate hooks up with her real life husband yeah well she she's she probably had that built to the contract right he needs to get some money in (laughs) he's been holding my handbag for too long to get 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 him on the screen love um yeah it just felt wrong because it would have worked really well because they've got really good chemistry together. But how they've sort of they've written Kate into a bit of a corner with regards to her racehorse having vet bills and blah blah blah. And blah, can't blah. race and it's expensive and she's up to her neck and oh then suddenly they debt and I, she's I, selling her jewelry or whatever. Well, she's not selling her jewelry yet, but she sold this painting. So we have a scene where that again that was a nonsense scene. We have a scene with Kate in her in her cottage, and you've got some quite nice, attractive lady um, that's going as a valuer for the picture. And she says, "Oh, my husband bought it, and he bought it because he liked it." And she's asking for proof of ownership. And you're thinking, "Where's this going? Is this going anywhere? So, is there, is there a problem with the painting? Um, where did you but buy it from?" But it's not about the painting. It's it's about Kate. It's about Kate. So she bought the art was bought because of where it is. Yeah. And well, I suppose there's like a social commentary where the even the valuer says about the painting. I say lots of people buy paintings because it's going to earn money, rather it's rather than they buy it because it's yeah. nice. So this is. The, I mean, and I think I, I I think you're being a bit harsh and saying it's a nonsense scene. I don't think I don't think it is. I mean, it's a bit maybe a little bit longer than it needs to be. But I think what what we're getting here is, is about Kate and how she's being forced to let go of things that are clearly Dear important to and precious to her. So we're sort of setting up the the melodrama, yeah. If 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 you like, obviously all of that is a complete waste of time because it gets completely blown out of the water by what then subsequently happens at the race course, mm. but. Um, you know, we're we're, give, we're given a bit of an insight into into Kate's internal yeah struggle. I mean, she, but she, I mean, yeah. It, but so then they Jack says, "Let's go to the races. I need you to my lucky charm." And he bets a hundred pounds and makes it into ten thousand. Twelve thousand or eleven eleven thousand pounds, isn't it? Something like that. Which is. Terrific I, odds. <laughs> that's, 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 I mean, it was the first four races or something like that, yeah. so accumulator or something. It's, very, it's an ACA. An it, ACA, as he's saying in, uh, in, in it, 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 terminology. In the terminology, yeah. But he's just think, oh, really? If it was that easy? Yeah. Uh, and and with she, one bound, Kate was free. You yeah, know, that was it. That done. was it. 
and it, that Problem just felt that that was wrapped up really quickly. I don't know why they bought in the horse racing, and we met. We say we have Lydia on the telephone. We don't think we see Lydia ever again. She's no. been in two or three scenes, but but she she occasionally phones up. She <laughs> she phones up. Yes, Lydia, that's lovely. Mm. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that's just. I mean that. that I mean, I love, I, I really love the scenes that Jack and uh, and uh, and Kate are in. Yeah. I think they, yeah. they they do they, they really spark off each other. They they do spark off each other, and they make the, the dullest and the most stupid script sound. What are you saying? Interesting. <laughs> Neither dull nor stupid. But how dare you? Uh, it, it just felt like, oh, right, okay, and we've written them out of the thing. And suddenly they won a, the, the, the lottery they won a ticket big... they found at the bottom of the handbag. Yeah. Ew, it's got, oh, it's just won. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. <laughs> well, my problem is solved. Thank you very much. Yeah. Next. Moving on. Yeah, so that just that just felt. That is what I described as the Deus Ex Machina. <sighs> yeah. So, and. I, I mean, I don't know why she just doesn't cut her losses with this racehorse. Yeah, I, so, I mean, if, if, it, if it was something real. You know, if it was actually a realistic outcome, you know, sell your share in the racehorse, take the loss, sell your painting, um, learn a lesson and move on. But stop. Uh, Yeah, I mean, this horse isn't going to be racing for a year. So so, so the horse story is out of the picture. So just don't get any more involved with the horse. Well, maybe maybe the, the Glazier was trying to introduce horses along with yachts and fashion. And they said, well... Fashion and yachts are a bit of a... So what do rich people do? Hmm, it's yachts, it's fashion, it's horses. Yeah, let's put all of that into the show. But actually, maybe, maybe we're discovering that we're spreading our our butter a little bit too thinly on this particular slice of bread. Yeah. Does that make... Does that work as a... Yeah, as an analogy? It does, actually. But, yeah, so... But the chemistry is really good. We see more pictures, more more scenes with the Morris Traveller, mm-hmm. which is all very, very lovely. Um, we don't see much of Polly. Polly no. just seems to be a bolt-on. In well, she doesn't have anything to she's do. She's got nothing to do. Other than float around in a frock. And, and, and offer coffee. And offer people. And say, yeah, oh, please do coffee. sit down. Yeah, yeah. But then you can't have a meaty storyline for every character in every episode. That would just be no nonsense. So, but it's I think the the cracks are starting to form with Ken Masters, and he is starting to, to yeah that's, to scrabble that's, around. Yeah, that's sort of been an ongoing theme mm. for the last few episodes. Are the are the are Ken's cracks? Ken's know, cracks, cracks with Jan. Uh, cracks in the business, cracks with his dealings with Frere. Yeah, um, and it it just seems yeah. So so I mean that seems like an interesting storyline to go along. Um, but and, and Charles, there's no mention of the divorce in this episode. Maybe that's been wrapped up in last week's episode because that was just a bit boring. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's anything more to say about. No. Charles's divorce, really. Charles, you know, no. you know. I think we've milked that for all it's worth. Um, an unfortunate thing in this episode is that we didn't have all the business bollocks that they normally weighed it out with. You yeah. had, you had. It was just weighted out with other scenes. They, they replaced business bollocks with arts 
sort of value art, art appreciation art, art appreciation and trips to New York and <laughs> montages of New, New York, York. Montage. shopping montages <laughs> we love a, we love a good shopping then, montage yeah. here at Antique Dust uh, <laughs> and yes I do love a shopping montage and also the uh, what was the other one uh, and also the ham radio Yes. Sort of All right. So the business bollocks were replaced by those three, and I thought, no, actually, let's go back to business bollocks. So this episode, it although it had some, a little bit of nice content, it did feel as though it was it was just like we need to fill time, and nothing much happened. It didn't seem to be any yeah, new sort of, storylines. No, no, it was in. sort of like a bit of tying tying up the loose ends. And um, and closing down some other bits. Yeah, and the, the only the only thing that's really introduced is the the Lynn Claude, yeah, uh, story storyline. I think that's the only and that works new material that 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 has come into it. Really. <gasps> oh no, we've oh, got to mention something. Oh, oh no, oh, um, oh, precursor Lord. for the precursor. twin hull boat. Ah. Yes. So the, that's the sorry. Catam- oh. the now that was that was good because so yeah. t- so we've got the so with Tom's storyline I'd nearly, nearly totally forgot about that. So people say Jan has questioned Tom about the boat and say it's your first boat and that's put like a question mark over yes. the boat. Is your boat any good? Is your have boat you killed good? Have you killed our doctor, doctor with your your shoddy boat? And then he says no. And he said, "Well, so it's if, she's, if she's if she's if she's dead, it's it's Lynn's fault. It's not her the, fault, not, not the, mine. Not the boat. Uh, nice one. Mm. Thumbs up there, so Tom. That question, Great parenting. And I think that's that that really worked well. That scene worked because it put the question mark because when he's in the boatyard. I'm obviously nervous because I haven't heard from Lynn. Bill comes in and says there's something wrong with a spread yeah. weight of yes. whatever. My my many something. years of experience in boat building leads so, me to think that actually there's something not quite right with your catamaran design. Yeah, or well, the twin hull. What's um, the difference? Well, no, it's the same thing, but they keep they, they don't <laughs> okay. refer to they don't refer well, it's to. It's not like you were correcting me. No, they don't. They don't refer that to uh, as a catamaran. They they always they're using twin hull. So, um, so is that yeah. significant? I don't know, oh, but okay. I don't know why they don't re- re- do it as a catamaran. Maybe they're just doing the twin hull design. Um, so they're doing th- this and th- that question mark, and then Tom says, "No, no, it's all right. It's all maths and design and la la la." I know all about stress. And then and so, I used to work in the aircraft industry. And, and just just do it. And then say so Jack gets involved, and Av- even Avril says. Are you sure? Because Bill, because sure? Bill does have that sort of many, of many, many years, of and experience. even Jacks, who has admitted to Kate that the the Barracuda is an excellent boat and it's the best design boat he's ever seen, um, and even he says, right, okay, I need to check in on this, yeah. which is really quite. Uh, it, it, this yeah. sets a precursor. I mean, they've done they, these type of things. That it it saves this uh, this episode because you've got there's probably three good scenes in this mm-hmm. Howard's Way episode which do make it yeah. special. Yeah. Right? However, however, when I saw that scene, what my initial what my immediate thought was, well, hang on a minute, with the Barracuda, 
they made a big song and dance about all of the boffins in their white coats testing mm. out the concept and testing out the design and doing the, the stress testing and all the rest of it. Have they not done it with So aren't song? they going to do it with the... Sorry, I nearly said catamaran there. Aren't they going to do that with the twin hull design? Mm. It would seem not. I don't know. Or maybe they're doing that behind the scenes. Maybe. They but then surely if there is, if there is a genuine... Shot. If there is a genuine weakness in the design, as Bill seems to think, wouldn't that wouldn't that be found out in all of this extensive st- stress testing and so mm. on? If they're going to do it, um, that was what that's what I thought. I, I was wondering why what was good for the, for the Barracuda, yeah, isn't good for for the twin hull design, or what was dramatic for the Barracuda would would. Um, ruin the dramatic potential from the twin hull design i know but i say i mean this is uh, this is another thing where when they're looking at this it's it's people it's personalities it's that sort of thing rather than it's not about the the big sort of like sweeping blah 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 and the only the only reason why we're picking up on this stuff is a our familiarity with what's happened in the past Mm. and b the fact is that the way that we are watching it, we have a very you know it's not that long ago when we were seeing all of the all yeah. of the the boffins and white coats testing the the barracuda. Oh, and I think if we were watching it and as it was originally shown, then probably by this point we've forgotten, forgotten all about, all, about mm. all of that, and we'd be swept in the in in, in in the drama. It's only when you're watching something that it's, was in a compressed form that was never designed to be watched in a compressed form that you can begin to pick up on some of the the yeah. contradictions. And I think it's interesting because, say, a certain episode of Howard's Way, it's a, it's done in real time, as in it's, it covers a day or two. But this... That's not real time. Well, no, well you know what I mean. Of an episode Which, covered 45 minutes. Okay, let, let, let me finish my analogy. All right, well, go for it. Say, well, say, well, not, not necessarily in real time, but it, it it's a compressed period of time, like two days or three days. And then other episodes... There does seem to be a big gap. I mean, yeah. because because Lynn has been sailing for two episodes, going doing her transatlantic thing, and that's been five weeks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and it's never it, one of the, one of the faults. I think is that it, you're never entirely clear what the passage of time is. Has a day elapsed, or has has, has a month elapsed? We're not. We're. we're Unless we're, unless there's something concrete to demonstrate it, we're just not quite sure. Quite not sure. There's not. There's no. How, yeah. How much time has passed? But we're, we're, but then we're, also time seems to move differently in, in, in different in, in different scenes. So it, it so it feels as if a lot of time has elapsed with Lynn crossing the Atlantic, but then on the 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 development side of it, it feels like no. Very little time has elapsed. Yeah, at we, all. I say so in series yeah. one when that we had the uh, the barracuda being built in wood. It was a wooden hull, and then the following day it was being launched. It was being launched. <laughs> well, goodness me, they, they they must have burnt the midnight oil in the in the mermaid boat yard and finished it overnight. It's like they had a montage of it being built. It's like woo, that's yeah. really good. So, Extraordinary. But yeah, there was there was some little there were glimmers of gorgeousness in this episode, and really really tight scenes but there were some bonkers scenes which just seemed a little bit superfluous but overall overall still howard's way fan number one fan fan. here Woo! um 
So yeah, my you've got some comp- you've got some competition for that that claim of it being the number one. Thing. Oh yeah, I would say if I was going to mastermind, I would uh, mastermind it would be Howard's Way, and then followed probably by Bergerac, and then or maybe Lovejoy. <laughs> but hey, yeah. The only problem with that is that you can't remember really remember any of the characters' names or or I mean, Lovejoy. When Howard's Way. <laughs> no, I, I, I just in that excitement, I get I get all a little bit. <gasps> just want to get it all out there. So anyway, so I think if I was giving it out to five, I'd give it probably three, three Aww. out of five. Aww. I know it wasn't my all-time favourite episode, but um, it wasn't no, your least favourite yeah. episode. Mm. But you don't have one of them. I don't know. Or at uh, least we haven't come across it yet. No. Uh, so, but I mean, I think that saying we we see dawn soon. Dawn, <gasps> dawn comes back. Dawn, dawn. Can't, I like dawn. I like the character dawn. Yeah. So, um, so we've got some really good episodes sort yeah. of in the works for series two. Because Ooh. in fairness, how as well is only going to be a three series run. Really. Mm-hmm. So what was supposed to happen at the end of series three? I don't know. I think we left on it left on another cliffhanger, didn't yeah. it? Did Tom and Jan reunite, sell the mermaid boatyard, and then buy a a, a horse racing? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and it segued neatly into Trainer. Oh, well, I mean, I do enjoy Trainer. We need to watch. We've watched six episodes of Trainer so far, so of series one. It seems quite good. <laughs> it has its moments. It has its moments. It has has. A little bit of poor acting in parts, but yeah, particularly early on, I think it took them a little while to get into their stride. Yeah, I mean, I think what they do nowadays, they probably don't film the first episode; they don't do it in sequence. No, um, and they normally do like mid-series episodes. Then. Well, they stop doing filming blocks. Uh, yeah, and, and so, so they're, they're doing like sort of three, three like a three-episode block. So essentially, filming three episodes more or less simultaneously yeah television production methods have moved on enormously since these shows were being made in the mid 80s and early 90s yeah so but overall anyway that's so overall i enjoyed it but it's not it's not up there in the in in the top top episodes in fairness um but it's sort of like a bridge it is it's it's acting feels like it's acting as a bit of a bridge from what's happened before um, to what's going to be happening now mm. loose ends t- being tied up a little bit and a few nuggets being thrown in for future development mm, it's very lovely so anyway this is jonathan signing off well hold on oh, a minute. hold on hold on a moment oh no we've got to ha- we have our we have our tweet along yes every sunday every sunday at eight o'clock hashtag hashtag howard's way hashtag howard's and you can way. find us all on social media at ant antique antique dust yes and, and you can find us on the web antiquedust.co.uk okay. and please like and, and we subscribe. have a shop we, we have, have a shop. shop with a range of howard's way mugs yeah. i think you need to do house of howard mug and a lynette a lynette Ooh. <laughs> well no because the with the lynette one is there's a very it's Do you explain to explain to our listener about lynette lynette is the uh, twin hull catamaran yes so. Which we are, which is very early, early days yet, early days yeah. for the Lynette. So, <laughs> so a House of Howard mug and a Lynette mug. Yes, I think we okay. need to have those coming up. We need, we need another mug stand. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going, we're going to be out the door with mugs at this rate. 
<laughs> maybe, so, I should maybe do a Howard's Way uh, face mask. <laughs> 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 yeah. What would fun? Polly say? <laughs> One. Um, but anyway, so yes, so this is Jonathan signing off from Antique Dust. And oh. this is Rob saying goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.